Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet whose name becomes less and less accurate with every episode. Because, like, you guys kind of aren't really noobs as much. Yeah, we're like... As you were. We're catching up. And uh, and this week, there's only one of you. Hey, it's the noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. This is my son, Trip. And I'm the noob. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation, minus one, to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And one son who hasn't. That's right. Uh, Corbin is uh, feeling a little bit under the weather this week, so it, it's not the Rona. It, <laughs> it's not the COVID. It's not the COVID. Uh, but uh, So he's taking the week off. He'll be back with us next week. But for right now, welcome to episode number 130, covering series eight, episodes one and two, The Magician's Apprentice and The Witch's Familiar. These are the ones where the Dr. Clara and Missy go to Scarrow to meet with Davros, and Clara gets turned into a Dalek. Again. You 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 don't had a question. Don't remember the again. You don't remember the again. All right. No. Well, it's it, it's in the notes. We'll we'll get there. Okay. Uh, this was story number two fifty four, originally airing September nineteenth and twenty sixth of twenty fifteen. To ouch, six point five four and five point oh, seven yeah. one million viewers. We are on a downhill no. slide. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, uh, we are, yeah. It is. It is really. Um, yeah. It's getting ugly. Uh, this was written by showrunner Stephen Moffat and directed by Hetty McDonald, who uh, she did Blink back in the day. Huh. So she did Blink and she did uh, these two episodes as well as there was actually a prologue uh, that Jared actually told me about. He sent me the link and then I forgot for us. To, uh-huh. I forgot to have us watch it. He sent it to me after we watched the first episode. Uh, but it's it's like a it, it's what it sounds like. It's a prologue that leads into the series opener and she also directed that uh it's like six minutes long so uh, maybe we'll include the uh the link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out but yeah she did blink she did these that's it she's done some other stuff outside of the universe uh, but that is it as far as doctor who i thought it was interesting that uh you know stephen moffat who wrote blink uh brought her back to direct yeah. this one. You know, he wasn't the showrunner then. Well, he was just yeah. a writer. Uh, so her only uh, her only stories that she's ever done were Stephen Moffat's stories. So. Which is interesting. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, so under miscellaneous trivia, uh, fun fact, Peter Capaldi actually shreds, you guys. He plays that guitar for real. Oh, wow. When, he's, when, when the doctor is playing the guitar, that is Peter Capaldi. They're like, we had to add this in. Yes, that is actually Peter <laughs> Capaldi playing the guitar because Peter Capaldi actually plays the guitar. Wow. Um, I don't remember if he was ever in like a band or anything. I don't know if he's recorded or anything like that. Uh, but but he that's him. And uh, spoiler alert, not the last time we're going to see the doctor <laughs> playing the guitar. Uh, the 12th doctor, that is. So. Uh, this is also under miscellaneous trivia. This is the first story set on Scarrow since 1979's story, Destiny of the Daleks. Wow. Which seems weird. It seems like, wait, we haven't been, we haven't yeah. been to Scarrow? So that means we haven't been to Scarrow in New Who. That's kind of yeah. crazy. Um, I'm trying Apparently to remember. it's not that prominent. <laughs> uh, yeah, was, right? Like the Daleks are up there, but like Scarrow's kind of like. Yeah, like, and what? I'm trying to remember now, was destiny of the what was the one that we what was the what was the one that we uh just did where they like blew up scar or scarrow that wasn't destiny of the daleks i don't think right? so yeah that was something that was something else completely uh so at any rate um yeah we we hadn't been back to scarrow i, I didn't realize that i didn't realize that we had not yeah. uh been there at all i knew it New wasn't Who. very like a big thing but right I, I assumed we at least went there once or twice yeah and it's it's one of those things that I guess, um, I guess we've talked about it so much in in classic Who yeah. segments and in just in you know general conversation. Just because it, it feels like ends we've been up getting there. thrown in there. Yeah, and yeah. and we've covered classic Who episodes where we've been to it Scarrow. Was, it was just one, I think. It was just that first one. Oh uh, yeah, Dalek I think you're right. One. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because remember, Genesis of the Daleks. Was on Scarrow, the one where the fourth Doctor. Yeah. Wait, did we cover that one? Yeah, we did that one, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, the fourth Doctor goes back and he's given the opportunity to destroy the Daleks before they're ever created. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, obviously has a lot of tie-ins with this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's a lot of. Uh, there's actually a line in that episode. I don't remember if Jared uh, 
is going to mention this in his segment, but there's there's a line in that episode that is like directly comes to pass in this episode where Mm. uh, he says, if someone tells you that uh, this child is going to murder, you know, grow up to one day murder millions, could you then kill that child? And that is the exact scenario he's in in this episode where it's Davros as a child. So he he was given the opportunity to destroy the Daleks before they were created, and then now to destroy Davros before you know as a child. It's the old you know kill Hitler uh, uh, gambit there, and he didn't do it. So guys, Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right, Google Fi. Uh, Google has their own cell phone service that they started up a few years ago. We've been using them ever since they got rolling. For just twenty dollars a month, you can get unlimited talk and text, and then pay just ten dollars per gig of data. And uh, you can do that on your own. You can do that with a family plan. You can add on additional lines for $15 per additional line plus your data usage. And you just kind of throw all the data in one big bucket and pay for it all together. Uh, There's no real um, overages or anything like that. You literally pay for what you use. So if you're interested... If you're thinking about a uh, new cell phone plan, head over to noobsandthehoovian.com slash fi. That's just F-I, like Wi-Fi. Noobsandthehoovian.com slash five and get $20 off after your first full month. They want to make sure that you're going to stick around. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I got my 20 bucks and I'm gone. Yeah, that's not how it works. All right, so that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, neither one. And I... That's... I kind of, I wanted to take they a minute They called here. him the magician, like, in the rink, but. In the rink? Oh, yeah. oh at the beginning of the of the thing where he was having the axe battle. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb, yeah. and yet I loved it. He's like, that would be so funny. Yeah, you stick around for a few hundred years. This would yeah. be, be hilarious. Uh, so the, um, the episode titles don't make a lot of sense to me at all. The Magician's Apprentice. So the Magician's Apprentice. We've been calling the doctor. We've been saying he looks like a magician for a while. But, um, and and so the Magician's Apprentice would be Clara, Mm -hmm. right? But the episode's not about her. Per se, it's not, no. you know, it's not like she, d- I mean, the, the, the closest you could get is that at the very beginning of the episode, um, which by the way, let's remind ourselves where we started and where we ended. We ended on Scaro in like, you know, a fight for the survival of the Daleks. Uh, yeah. We started with Clara by herself. No one can find the doctor and the planes stopped. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> That's where this story started. I totally forgot that yeah. whole plane thing. Yeah. Unit, the doctor channel. Yeah, that were, unit. were around for like 10 minutes in the beginning of I, this episode. It was so, yeah. And we I mean, got nothing except, oh, she stopped the planes and then released all, them. All of that was to get Missy here. Uh, not to get Missy here. She was the one doing it. Yeah. It was Missy trying to get everyone's attention, which I'm like, Huh? Why would you spend 10 yeah. minutes of that? So and at the, why at the you? most, you could say that during that time period where, by the way, Clara is like calling the shots at unit, like yeah. she's on their speed dial and she goes in and is like kicking butt and taking names. Like she's like, oh, no, we're not going to call the doctor until we have like enough to go on, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So maybe there she's being the magician's apprentice. Maybe that's, I feel like that's a stretch, maybe. but then the witch is familiar. And for the second episode, that makes which could be Missy, but so familiar. A, okay, a yeah. witch is familiar. Uh, a familiar is so. I'm trying to remember now. A witch is familiar. A cat was was often considered to be a witch is familiar. It would be like a smaller creature that like serves the witch. And like she kind of sustains them with her magical power, and that then they go around sense. and they gather up things for the witch, and that kind of thing. Wait, that's totally what they were doing in the like caves. Like Missy kept, like she tied her up to be the bait, and then like she was doing all this stuff. Like she got in the Dalek, and like I don't know. Like she was doing a bunch of stuff, and was Missy kept telling her to do a bunch of stuff, like when they were in the cave and stuff. I guess, but 
But still, that's kind it of just, a it, yeah, it yeah. Just if you make try sense. to piece it together, it sort of <laughs> makes sense. So at any rate, the names of the episodes were were not spoken in dialogue. Also, we don't understand them. Uh, the creature of the week, Derp, the Daleks, and Davros. Um, so just, man, we we just kind of need to park here for a second. Uh, this is kind of a uh, who's who, who are the Daleks, and who is Davros. So the Daleks, they need, uh, they need Clara to run. Yeah. They're toying with her. They need, like, the chase and the hunt and, and all that kind of thing. I thought that was weird. We'd never like we'd never gotten that yeah. much depth about their motivation before. Um, I <laughs> I made a note. Is that why they suck so bad at killing? <laughs> because they're not it, like in this episode, or excuse me, at least in that scene, it seemed more like uh, they don't really want to kill you. They just want you to be scared, mm. which doesn't seem to fit. I mean, with anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except for their stormtrooper syndrome, where they can't hit the broadside of a barn, <laughs> and though their one their catchphrase is literally exterminate, they can't ever seem to exterminate anybody of any importance. They can kill red shirt number three, but they can't ever seem to like shoot the doctor or Missy when they are standing still in front of them. And, uh, yeah, yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, apparently they can't die. Like I don't know how much hyperbole that was, but, but when like they were in if the- I blasted them with like i don't know some kind of laser for like 20 minutes yeah they can't just reappear like they can't manipulate matter wait a minute wait a minute maybe what it is it's not that they're invincible but they're immortal right so like sometimes you'll have this in 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 certain stories where you have an immortal who can be killed but they don't die they don't wear out and die it's like the elves of middle earth right in in the lord of the rings the elves are immortal in the sense that they don't ever grow old and die but they can be killed so maybe that's what she's saying and daleks don't kill daleks that's true but she says uh that they that they are hardwired not to die but to keep on going no matter what happens but they still age so eventually Mm. Their bodies wear down until they're essentially goo <laughs> lining the walls of the sewers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can definitely still control the flow yeah. of their goo. <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. Yeah. I wish I hadn't said that at all. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, a lot of the stuff we learned about the Daleks, we learned from Missy. She yeah. says the Cybermen suppress emotion. Daleks channel it through a gun. And that's why they keep yelling exterminate. It's... It's how they reload. <laughs> that's that's such a throwaway line that yeah, it's so great. That is awesome. Yeah. It's like, like oh we, yeah, that's that's how they yeah, reload. Is that's they, you know why we have to make them so annoying. That's right. They're they're uh, getting themselves more angry is what they're doing. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's see. So Davros, uh, Davros was a child of war, a war that wouldn't stop, lasting for a thousand years until nobody could remember why anymore. We saw a little bit about that in that uh, Classic Who episode that you talked about, the, yeah. the Daleks. Uh, we had the – oh, it's the Thals. That's who it was, the Thals and the – now I can't remember what they were originally called, but eventually they became the Khalids. Yeah. They were originally something else. It was the Thals and the somethings in that first episode. Uh, then they, they kind of got retconned so that they, instead of being whatever that name was, they were called the Khalids, which is you know, Dalek scrambled up or whatever uh so he created the daleks as warriors that wouldn't bother with the why so the daleks are designed to win the war without asking why we are fighting Mm. that's kind of hardcore (laughs) brayden was asking me about this a little bit afterwards he said um he said so so why did they like why did he make the daleks i said to to try and stop the war and brayden says so Davros created the Daleks to stop the war, and then they went to war with the Time Lords. And I'm kind of like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not like the next day. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, uh, that's eventually what happened. Um, did you notice that for for Davros, the Time War is still going? Mm. So, in other words, like this final showdown between him and the Doctor, he said was like the final battle of the Great Time War. 
Mm. And, you know, it ends here today or whatever. So, for, you know, for him, it, nothing's over. Uh, he has eyes? Yeah. I, were you under the impression that, 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 it, that they, they, there were just nothing there? Yeah. I thought that was his sockets. Yeah. Where it's just like this sunken in weird spot. Yeah. And then he's like, let me, you know, look at you with my own eyes or my yeah. natural what? eyes or whatever. What? And then <laughs> open them up. And obviously, obviously... You know, we know that under that makeup, the, the you know the actor had the actor eyeballs. Has there. eyeballs, yeah. But but. but, uh, but there were times there were classic who episodes where the prosthetics went over the eyes, and like you could see there was not an eye there, um, that it was just supposed to be like hollowed out sockets. So yeah. that's weird. So the Wikia just very vaguely put, "Ah, oh, this is the first time he opens his eyes on screen." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, this is the first time yeah. that we've had any indication that he has eyes." <laughs> Um, and he just like shut off the, the Dalek third yeah, eye like, thing. He just was like, pew, just powered that yeah, down. Just going to do that yeah. real quick. As you do. What? Yeah. Like, you know, why can you do that? Don't you do that? Like right before bed, you're getting tired. You shut off your third eye. Mm-hmm. Pew. What you do? Uh, under jiggery pokery. Um, oh, we had a little bit about this, the, the TARDIS that I forgot to write down. First of all, we had, we had a return of the HADs. I think uh, Cold War was the last time we saw we had mention of the Hads, and that was what made the TARDIS materialize on the South Pole. You remember that episode? So they're in the submarine, yeah. And you had uh, the 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 um, the Ice Warrior, the the Martian in there, yeah. And uh, at the end, it turns out that it it rematerialized at the pole, and they're like, "Oh, well, not far then." And he's like, "South Pole." <laughs> um, that was also the Hads. So here we had the Hads, where the TARDIS kind of like scattered like scattered itself on a molecular level (laughs) or something uh but its shields were still in place like yeah that was uh, a little as a little uh time lord technology yeah yeah a little hand wavy getting there it's simple it's just parlor tricks it's right yeah (laughs) yeah like the time stop yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh the sonic he says he doesn't have a screwdriver anymore uh, okay. welcome, welcome to our newest segment. Trip has feelings. Uh, <laughs> now he's all about that wearable technology, y'all. How do you feel, Trip? How do you feel? If it would have been the bow tie, what? If it would have been a sonic it, bow tie. If Matt Smith had <laughs> the bow tie, a sonic bow tie. I, I would have laughed, and it would have been funny for one episode. The glasses. It was a good twist. But if he keeps them, that's that's stupid. Okay, so you saw the next time. We know that in the, on mm. the next time, he whipped out the sonic sunglasses. I hope someone shoots it and it explodes <laughs> or something. Okay, I'll I'll let you I'll let you hang in suspense about mm. uh, what's what is the fate of those. But I will I will tell you this much: that is the last. So so he still has. We are we are into his second season. Second season, and yeah. he is still carrying around Matt Smith's green sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, that's the end of that sonic screwdriver. That is gone. I'll tell you, I will tell you that much, but I won't tell you mm. anything else about it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I man, I looked over when when all that started going down, and I just looked at your face, and you were so mad. <laughs> I really did not know how you guys were because I've, I've mentioned this before, right? Yeah. And I did not know how you guys were going to take it. And, but we haven't talked about it in a long time. So I don't think you're tainted by me ragging yeah. on it in the past, but you were just like, that is dumb. And I- I'm like, if it shoots out lasers, <laughs> pew, pew. Uh, out of the little uh, steel buttons on the side. Because oh I mean, they're like, they're like they're the like Tom Cruise surfer, risky business yeah. uh, uh, Ray-Bans. And yeah, stuff. they're like. <laughs> Not a big dumb. fan, are you, Trip? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, we're, any needless sacrificial deaths? I don't think so. I don't think we had any, I don't think we had any sacrificial deaths at all. You, I don't you had, think we had any deaths what, okay really. what did you uh, you Except had, for when missy just obliterated some random people oh that was horrible yeah she, like just uh, boo yeah <laughs> <laughs> she just vaporized two now. guys and, and she's like die. oh and uh he had a, a ring finger and a little mess on his suit from his baby ah. so he was a family man uh so just you know think about that the next time you want to mess with me i was like oh my gosh like um 
I wish we hadn't had that because the rest of this story. She she's was a, totally good. Well, there was nothing. No, wrong. I would not say good. Well, I was going to yeah. say she was a delightful psychopath. You know what she yeah. reminds me of in, in these two in these two episodes? She reminds me of crazy melody river song. Like the let's yeah. kill Hitler version, the Mel's slash, you know, regenerating into what is what who we know as River Pond, uh, uh, River Song, River Pond. <laughs> that's a, that's an that's like Tommy Thompson, <laughs> River Pond. <laughs> um, she reminded me of that where she was kind of like the playful psychopath. And yeah. um, there were moments that where that was fun. I wish she hadn't like they made it too real. Yeah. When they had her vaporize those two guys, not only vaporize them, but then like take glee and the fact that he had a family waiting for him at home. Like yeah. that's just horrible. Um, so we did have those. We didn't, we also had the fake out deaths of Clara and Missy. What did you, what did you think about that? I don't. Let me ask you, did you even for a second think Clara was dead? Oh no. Okay. No. <laughs> I wasn't sure because I, I thought either the doctor was gonna work out a way of getting her them back or okay. Clara and Missy figured it out and that was all like fake somehow. Okay. So either they were both in on the plan I, or something yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they maybe did something to the Daleks. I, I knew they definitely got out, but I, I was not expecting they used I don't know the photon torpedo thing. I like Not, yeah, I like that they used that. Yeah. To retro retroactively go and explain how she survived because the last time we saw her she was blasted by a cyberman. Yeah. And we we retcon that and say no 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 she got out at the last second. But by the way, apparently this is not uncommon with the master. The the master regularly escapes narrowly escapes death with no explanation. Like you will like <laughs> apparently in classic who you will see him die and then he'll be back later and they don't explain it at all. Didn't he like bleed out one time and just die and then yeah. we did not see him regenerate and then he just comes back. Uh no, what you're thinking of so he was shot and he died in Tennant's arms. Yeah. And then and then his wife, I think, and a bunch of his followers took his ring, his signet ring, and like used it along with essentially it was like voodoo time lord magic or whatever and and brought him back. Yeah. So they actually they actually showed that, which was oh. bananas. Uh if if don't you remember, remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was how that all went down. Uh let's see. Um oh, I have a <laughs> I have an old note in here that says, Dr. Chang! <laughs> it's an old note from Missy shouting out about uh, uh, her Dr. multiple hearts. Uh, other stuff we noticed. Okay, so the, the beginning of the episode, uh, we had some, some 11th Doctor callback stuff. So you had uh, Colony Sarf, the... <laughs> I love that name, right? He's named yeah. Colony because he's a whole pack of snakes. He's wandering around. Part. Huh? I didn't get the sarf. That's part. just his name. Oh, yeah. Right. So he's wandering around the, the universe trying to find the doctor. And so he goes by the Maldivarium. And and I was like, oh, the Maldivarium. And Trip's <laughs> like, what? And I was like, never mind. I'll tell you about it later. Do you remember Dorian Maldivar, the blue guy? Yeah. Who eventually ended up with his head in a box? The Maldivarium was, uh, it was essentially the Star Wars cantina uh, where it's like mm, this this trading sense. outpost run by Dorium, oh. Maldivar, hence the Maldivarium. It's like Emporium, you know, it's where uh, River went to get her transporter thing. Um, mm. There there have been a couple of different times where we've ended up at the Maldivarium. I think the doctor was there one time mm -hmm. when he ran into the... Yeah, I think the Tesselecta yeah, the doctor was there. Yeah, um, so we had that, and then there was a oh gosh, I can't remember what the oh the the, uh, the shadow proclamation. They ended up at the shadow proclamation. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. I was like, oh, yes, yeah, so finally that was we some... get something on the shadow proclamation. I don't think we've gotten anything other than him like whipping out. Uh, oh, I'm the doctor for the shadow proclamation. No, have we, ordered did we go to the shadow proclamation once? No, I don't think so. I was thinking one time we went there because that woman that was there, we've seen her before. 
that white faced, white haired woman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll, no, I'd have to I'd I have to look it up, her. but I'm pretty sure that um, that we've that we've been there before and met her before because that was Maybe. it was just another callback. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so that was that was a fun little uh, trip down, you know, Eleventh Doctor memory lane there. Uh, the Doctor's uh, guitar amp during the the axe battle was wow. a Magpie Electricals amp. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. And oh, okay, I'm sorry. That is under other stuff we didn't notice. Uh, the, <laughs> the Wikia pointed that out. The Wikia pointed that out. So that was not something I noticed. But um, oh, I love I love when he, when the doctor rolls in in Davros's like half Dalek wheelchair yeah. cart thing. Yeah. And he says, anyone for Dodgems? Uh, Dodgems is what the British call bumper cars. We call oh. it bumper cars. They call it Dodgems. So it's where you take the cars and you bang them into each other at the carnival. Uh, yeah. So I'm, imagine yeah. Dalek bumper cars. That's just, that's amazing. Uh, and then uh, Trip, I don't think I would have caught this if you hadn't, if you hadn't laughed at this the way you did. Your sewers are revolting. Is in the best sense. It's the best dad pun that I think I've ever come across in Doctor Who. Your sewers are revolting and they are revolting. They're literally rising up (laughs) against you. (laughs) So, oh my gosh. Like I I didn't. Like it took me a second. uh, You got it before I did. (laughs) I was like, wait. It was, it was you (laughs) laughing at it that made me go, oh my gosh, really? (laughs) Uh, So that brings us to who's who. So who is Missy? Uh, Man, she, Okay. She had a lot of great one-liners yeah. and a lot of great uh, parallels that she drew. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. So first of all, she says, death is for other people, dear. Like, <laughs> didn't you die? Didn't I see you die? Oh, death is for other people, dear. Lower people than me. Um, Missy is the doctor's closest friend. That was a great ah, fake-out ah, moment. Wasn't that? Yeah. yeah. That Where was awesome. It's to be delivered to his best friend, on the eve of his death. And so she goes to take it and she's like, what are you doing? I said, his best friend, uh, that'd be me. And, and Clara's like, excuse me. Uh, she says, then, then who am I? <laughs> Clara is the puppy. <laughs> so great. <laughs> you see that old couple over there, which by the way, by the way, why was the old couple allowed to wander inside the sniper range? <laughs> Why was the old? Co- they were there is a, there was a moment where they walked in between Clara and and Missy and a trained like a a unit officer with his gun trained on them. They walked in the middle of that line of fire. But at any rate, that was great. Um, see, we're like that old couple. You're the puppy, dear. That was, that was great. Got he. Uh, she says you keep trying to kill each other. To which Missy says. Uh, it's like our texting. This is what I mean by parallels. Uh, the, you know, us trying to kill each other is like our texting. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, earlier, uh, there was text coming through on the doctor channel and yeah. Clara goes, definitely not the doctor if it was texting. So, uh, she has not turned good. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, she said, <laughs> here you go again. Traps are her flirting. <laughs> No, you can't do traps. That's my thing. Trying to kill the doctor is like her texting. Traps are her flirting. Uh, I just made a note at one point. She might be crazier than the John Sim, uh, than the than the Sims master, the 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 other master yeah. that we've seen in New Who. Um, I think she might be more bonkers than him, and he ate a dude. Yeah. I mean, like you know, uh, a couple of dudes. Um, she's just okay. Here's here's something I don't think I ever made a note about it. I kept thinking about this. What the heck accent does she have? She was Scottish. She was British. At one point, she just was like being silly and did like a southern accent, like a south, like a southern oh, no. United States accent. Now that you mention it, I I wouldn't I, know how to recreate it. Like if you said, "Do it's her never accent. the same." Yeah. It's like th- there are different <laughs> at different scenes she has different accents. And I don't uh, know if that's like a character choice or what, but like she's just she bananas. She can't hold an accent, yeah. so she did them all. <laughs> I don't um, know, make up an accent. We got oh, a oh. we got a sudden throwaway line that 
the master slash Missy has a daughter or had a daughter. She says that the doctor, what, I don't even remember what the thing was. Oh, the, the, um, the brooch that she had that was made out of dark star energy. She said, the doctor gave it to me when my daughter and then the, uh, the Daleks cut her off. And, uh, Mm. I was like, Oh wow. There's a, there's a revelation. Yeah. Uh, good to know. And and I made a note here. Is this the first we've heard of this? So I, I don't know if Jared will, uh, will mention that or not. Uh, here we go. Uh, she, she says to uh, – Clara says to Missy, what are you doing? She says, I'm murdering a Dalek. I'm a time lady. It's like our golf. <laughs> it's, it's my past trying to, time. Trying to kill your best friend is like <laughs> texting. Uh, traps are flirting. And murdering Daleks is our golf. <laughs> yeah, it, what the it's heck? It's my past time. That's no. right. Uh, and then she has um, a, a really interesting bit where – so she's got the whole thing where she tries to get the doctor to destroy the Dalek casing that is holding Clara, right? And that was just the perfect storm. They mm-hmm. did a great job of setting that up where she says, you know, tell me your name and tell me I love you and, you know, and all that. And we see how the translator thing won't say what she's trying to say. They did a great job of setting that up where she tries to say, I am Clara Oswald, and it just comes out, I am a Dalek. And then we get the big reveal and everything. And Missy says, that's why I gave her to you, to see the enemy inside the friend and the friend inside the enemy. We're all both. And I'm like, wow, that is a huge like character moment for the master because that is what we've seen. Is like they are simultaneously lifelong best friends and yet mortal enemies. Yeah. And I would say that my understanding of classic who is that there was a lot less of the friendship part that it was much more, it was much more, their relationship was much more the relationship he has with Davros. Yeah. Where it was pure hatred all this time. And then this episode, it got weird with, (laughs) with Davros. (laughs) That was, that was all weird. Uh, so who is Clara? Um, oh, I already mentioned she's she's on speed dial for unit now. Uh, that was that was crazy. Like her uh, Clara her, moving up. Yeah, her headmaster comes in uh, to pull her out of class and is like, "They were going to connect me with the prime minister." <laughs> like he's freaking out. Like who is calling you? And then um, I had a note. I meant so this is what I was mentioning before. When we first met Clara, she was stuck in a Dalek. Ah, it clicked. Yeah. The first episode we meet her in the Dalek Asylum, she is trapped in a room. And then it turns out she's not trapped in a room. She has been like turned into a Dalek. And so here we have her again being stuck in a Dalek. And I, it was, and it was interesting as the thing was closing in around her, she was freaking out. Right. Which is interesting because yeah. remember in the episode, the Daleks, uh, Ian got inside of one of the Dalek suits, right? Yeah. He got inside of it and like, ah, it's, it's small and cramped. But other than that, <laughs> he was fine, right? Clara was freaking out. And I'm thinking it's because somewhere she had the echo Clara's memories of being in a Dalek because in a Dalek casing because she had become a Dalek. Hmm. So I don't know if that's what they were playing there, but I also just what realized what's that? That the Dalek had a seat in it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, they yeah because the Daleks. Okay, here's here's the real problem: is that any time in the past we we've seen Daleks inside their suits, right? Yeah. Okay, and and if you think about it, they are fairly small. They're like an overgrown starfish. Yeah, I would say. And so, so they don't need these big freaking tanks, but well, there's that. But also, normally when we see them, it's like if they got you like a sheet popped off it. the head, yeah. uh, of the of the Dalek, and there you have the the Dalek creature inside sitting on a little seat, right? That would be up about where like the neck of the Dalek would <laughs> yeah. be. But then when Clara gets in there, it's like you said. It looks like it is built around a chair that is at human height. So that doesn't, yeah, that, yeah, uh, good, good point. That makes no sense whatsoever. 
They keep a chair in there just in case they need to store Davros in there. And then they just put a little sheet. <laughs> a little shelf. A little, yeah. Which yeah, is apparently retractable. Shelf. Yeah. Because it wasn't, you know, banging into Clara's <laughs> forehead or whatever. Um, yeah. Speaking of, you, you said a little chair. That reminded me of uh, the Davros's line about the that being the, chair on the only other <laughs> chair on Scarrow. Presumably the first chair being his yeah. Dalek uh, chair thing, which begs the question: Why is there even one chair on Scarrow? Like it was a great line. You've been yeah. afforded a great luxury. The only other chair on Scarrow, and it's one of those things where you go, "Huh? Wait, never thought about the fact that there Daleks ch- don't ever sit down." Yeah, which then makes you go, "So Wait. why is there one chair <laughs> like, in case he or, wants to rest his torso on it?" I, <laughs> because apparently. <laughs> doesn't have any legs it's so it was so horrible what was the bit that kept moving was that his spine (laughs) was it his spinal column it's like flapping around like a fish like what is that man so gross it was that was that was a great reveal though because apparently we've never seen that before uh because obviously oh (laughs) because gross that was horrifying (laughs) It's like, oh, he doesn't have a bottom. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't have a or a bottom. Uh, well, <laughs> he I, also doesn't have a butt. Uh, he has no butt. Just in case you were wondering. If you were wondering, Davros has no butt. <laughs> uh, let's see. So who is the doctor? Um, at the very beginning of the first episode, uh, Davros or just the child. By the way, uh, they build him as the child. The child. They credited him as the child to keep secret the uh, the fact that he was Davros. Oh. Uh, so people wouldn't see that in advance. And the guy who plays Davros, they left him uncredited uh, for that same reason, so that people wouldn't see that and go, oh, Davros is coming back. Yeah. Uh, so he, he asks the doctor, who are you? And he says, I'm just a passerby. I was looking for a bookshop. How am I doing? <laughs> Classic doctor. Um, you ended up in a war zone when you were looking for a bookshop. <laughs> Don't yeah, you just hate it when that not happens? Not only a war zone, like the <laughs> war zone. And like yeah. the war zone of his mortal enemy. Yeah, and then you find a kid getting attacked by hands with eyeballs. With eyeballs? Yeah, that. where's that been? <laughs> yeah. Or is yeah. that some sort of uh, <laughs> uh, fall weapon or something? Like, what What are these where things? The, or is this the just... the hands that suck you down yeah. into the ground come Maybe from? they're just naturally occurring. Maybe they're, they're not a weapon. <laughs> they're just the Scarosian version of, like, wild tigers. <laughs> They'll just eat it. Hand mine. Yeah, eyeball hands in the yeah. desert. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the doctor says, you have one chance in a thousand, but one is all you ever need. He says, so ignore... Uh, all of the the other ones and just focus on the one and then we have that book ended later on that's how the doctor always survives because he assumes mm-hmm. he's going to win all he's got to do is find the one the one way to win right uh he has a weakness if you seek the doctor seek his friends davros says so here again we we see the doctor's um his his love and care for his companions is being exploited. That always sucks. <laughs> um, I mentioned this earlier. They said, uh, uh, what's her name from unit said to Clara, have you called him yet? And she says, we don't know enough yet. He doesn't like gossip. <laughs> that was a great line. All we got is planes frozen in the sky. That's just gossip. Who cares? You know, we got to We got to know a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, there's the line where, so apparently uh, he has, and the prologue explains this. He has been in uh, whatever it was, 1138 Essex for uh, three weeks. And he says, I spent yesterday in a bow tie and the day before that in a long scarf. It's my party and all of me is invited. So it's like he's kind of like jammed out on the guitar. uh, Yeah, no, that is that is decidedly a 12th doctor thing. Uh, but I just love the idea of him sort of like reliving some of his old habits. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, let me, let me put on the bow tie. Bow ties are cool. You know, like, here's the long scarf. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I walk around in a clown suit for a little while to see how I feel about it. You know, grab right? some celery. Exactly. Exactly. People are booing us right have now. Have a little bite of celery off of, you know, or, or eat some ice cream using a celery <laughs> sock as a, as a spoon. Uh, the, I love, da- oh man, 
Peter Capaldi, man, just yeah. keeps taking him on the chin. Davros says, I approve of your new face. It's much more like mine. <laughs> you never want to be anywhere close or even approach like getting closer to Davros's <laughs> face. Oh my gosh, man. Uh, we also, oh, by the way, we also had um, uh, Missy saying, uh, give me the eyebrows. You know, like, I don't remember which one of his faces it was. And we have a brief glimpse of the fourth doctor and then the first doctor. And then she says, I don't remember which one it was. So just give me the eyebrows. So then whatever this, whatever this story is that she's telling us, she doesn't even, I love that they, they get themselves out of trouble preemptively by saying, I don't even know which doctor this was. But he was hiding from some invisible assassin robots, and he ducked out of the way in the last possible nanosecond. Um, yeah. By the way, he whipped out a screwdriver and put it over his head in 0.4 nanoseconds or whatever. Yeah, not only that, but oh, apparently no, they were all shooting at the exact same point in space <laughs> that would have presumably hit him in what? The, the forehead or something? Like, wh- Why were they all aiming for the exact same spot on his body <laughs> from different heights and angles and everything? Anyways, I thought that was weird. Uh, so that they all converged on his sonic screwdriver, um, which then acted as a lightning rod into <laughs> his uh, transporter thing. Because that's how that works. That was some Back to the Future logic right there. Yeah. Man. Get the get the lightning strike into the uh, flux capacitor there. Uh, let's see. Uh, the doctor says, why have I ever let you live to Davros? And he says, compassion, doctor. It has always been your greatest indulgence. And he tries to get him to say that uh, compassion is wrong, which the doctor won't do. So. Uh, and then again, why does the doctor always survive? He assumes he's going to win. He has the line, there's no such thing as the doctor. I'm just a bloke in a box telling stories, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, which there's a little bit of callback there to the 11th doctor where he says to Amy at one point, we're all stories in the end. So might as well make it a good one, eh? Uh, I think there's going to be a callback to this idea of him being a bloke in a box telling stories. I think there's a, a callback to that later. Um, but I love that idea of there's, there, there's no such thing as it's like the, it's like the doctor is something bigger than even him. Yeah. Which we've seen in his refusal to take the name when he was the war doctor. Yeah. Which is why he doesn't count oh, uh, in the numbers or whatever. Um, but that idea of, and then he kind of comes back around to this later where he's like, sometimes on a very good day, I'm the doctor. So even he has a hard time living up to his own title or mm. name or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Cause again, it's inconsistent <laughs> unless it's, uh, the 1965 movie, in which case his name is Dr. Who. Anyways. <laughs> uh, guys, noobs in the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared and James. If you find value in what we're doing, like they do, and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head over to noobs slash support. And just like, just go over there and just, just click on something. Just the first thing you see, just go to noobsandhoobie.com slash support. First thing you see, just click on it and just do whatever it says. Get a cell phone plan. <laughs> buy, a, buy a domain. Buy some website hosting. Uh, become a patron. Buy something on uh, Amazon. Buy, get get BritBox. Subscribe to BritBox for a year. I mean, just whatever, you, whatever you're going to do. Just, just click on, just don't even look at the screen, okay? Mm. Just randomly have, have a small child uh, click on the first thing, just hand them your phone. And just the first thing that their grubby little finger touches on, that's what you have to do. Okay. So that is your challenge for the week. Uh, whatever it is. Now, if you'll pardon me, I have to go add like a thousand dollar donation button. <laughs> As if you, if with you big red the, sparkles right. on it. That and says, candy. That says free candy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, noobsinthehoopian.com slash support. Become a family, uh, a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. Because if you go there, you're not going to become a family, which is what I started to say. Yeah, become, yeah. become a family-friendly podcast today. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you're a human being. You can't become a podcast. I've tried. All right. So that uh, brings us down to our classic Who connection. So let's hear what Jared has to say. It looks like he's got some good stuff here. I mean, it's a Dalek episode. It's Davros and, yeah. and the Daleks. You, you're going to have some classic Who connections. It's going to happen. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for the two-parter, The Magician's Apprentice and The Witch's Familiar. We've got a lot to cover today, so let's get right to it. Uh, all right. Starting off, Harry Sullivan famous companion of the fourth doctor uh, or long time i don't know about famous but long time companion of the fourth doctor 
He said in Genesis of the Daleks, they're going to finish off with bows and arrows uh, while looking at uh, the de-evolution of the weapons that were used in the Thousand Year War going on on Skaro. So they'd been battling and fighting for so long that resources were running short and they were now down to just regular weapons like you would have seen on, Harry would have seen on Earth, like guns and munitions like that. So we have this de-evolution of weaponry as resources were more and more scarce. And so this uh, is a callback because we actually see a Khalid soldier armed with a bow and arrow in The Magician's Apprentice. Uh, So next we've got the Sisterhood of Karn and the that's a religious order that uh, protects the sacred flame which produces the elixir of life. So it keeps them all uh, alive for a very long time. Originally, they were on Gallifrey, uh, but according to a a book, they were expelled by Omega to Karn. Uh, You know, that's okay. That's not on TV, so that's not... But it is on TV that they were originally from Gallifrey, but uh, that they're now on Karn, and we just don't have a, a reason other than that what the book says. So they were first seen in the serial, The Brain of Morbius. And in that serial, the doctor, the fourth doctor again, ends up on uh, Karn and the elixir, the the flame is going out. The flame is dying. And so they they have a limited amount of the elixir of life. And the sisterhood accuses the doctor of trying to steal the elixir of life. Well, he wasn't. And then you've got Morbius on there that they both team up to destroy and defeat. And uh, it turns out the the, elix- the sacred flame was just going out because of soot buildup over the years. It's just a flame that burns there from a fissure in the rock uh, with natural gas feeding it. So the doctor cleans out the soot and the flame is doing just fine. Uh, go figure, you know. So, but uh, we also heard about the sisterhood of Karn in, in the uh, night of the doctor, and but I don't really re- that that they actually helped him regenerate into the war doctor, and I don't remember really talking about it then. Maybe I just don't remember, or maybe we didn't talk about it because there was so much going on in that episode, and I just uh, breezed by it or or just uh, gave a, a cursory note. So there's a little bit more about this sisterhood of Karn, in case uh, I didn't cover it before. Now, when Unit is looking for the Doctor, we see points on the computer that show where the Doctor has been on Earth. Most of them fictitious, uh, uh, but they're trying to triangulate where he might be. So here are some classical events that fit those positions. We saw the fictional San Martino uh, from the serial The Mask of the Mandragora. And we have Troy from the serial The Mythmakers. We have New York City, which is a, a real place. Um, he's been to mos- multiple times, but I believe the only time in Classic Who was the chase. That's where the Daleks were chasing him through time and space. Uh, and then finally, we have three positions of Atlantis. Uh, that's from the Time Monster, the Underwater Menace, and the Demons. So there's uh, there are those points. Now, when Davros is playing previous conversations with the Doctor, there are a number from Classic Who. I'm going to give give you two uh, of them uh, no the most notable sorry the most notable one is from the Genesis of the Daleks when the fourth doctor asks if someone who knew the future pointed out a child to you and told you that that child would grow up to be totally evil and to be a ruthless dictator who would destroy millions of lives could you then kill that child which of course is the premise of Genesis of the Daleks the doctor sent back to destroy the Daleks before they really can become powerful and become Daleks. So he's got to wrestle with this idea of genocide uh, for the sake of benefiting millions down the line, or uh, or is there a, a moral inhibitor, which he eventually agrees with, that uh, a moral reason to not... Um, kill the Daleks when when they're, uh, you know, young, if you will. And so that's a similar uh, thing they're playing with here, of course, with the Doctor meeting Davros when he was just a child. So there were other, uh, I'll give you the names of the other serials just because it's fun to hear all the names of the Dalek episodes. We've got the Resurrection of the Daleks, the Revelation of the Daleks, and the Remembrance of the Daleks. Uh, those are all uh, serials that has some... Uh, text with the Doctor uh, and Davros 
uh, being used there. So uh, there, there's, there, I'll just give you those names without uh, really needing to repeat the, the quotes. All right, the first uh, Dalek that's seen in The Magician's Apprentice. That is an original Dalek in blue and silver as seen in the Daleks in 1963. We see all kinds of other past Daleks. Uh, I'm not going to go through them all uh, here. There's just so much to cover today. Um, but the other one, just because it's fun, I'll point out, is we also saw a special weapons Dalek because we just recently saw Remembrance of the Daleks in the Classic Who Rewind episode. So uh, it's kind of fun that they, they use that one also. Now, starting way back in Classic Who, we have a number of instances where the Master should have been dead, but comes back without any real explanation of how he or she survived. Uh, you know, so that's a Classic Who thing of just, okay, the Master's destroyed, and then they want to use him later. Oh, he's back! <laughs> so here he is, and they don't really explain how or why he's back. Uh, but that's, so that kind of connects to the, missions of the, the Magician's Apprentice. Obviously, in The Witch is Familiar, we get more of an explanation of how Missy, Mistress, survived here. Uh, So the Thousand-Year War, we talked about that. That is mentioned as the origin for Davros. Um, That's first mentioned in Genesis of the Daleks. It's with the Fourth Doctor. So that's a long time where we, you know, they're sort of building up the mythos of the Daleks and, and giving, starting to talk about the origins there. And Davros, if you'll recall, in Genesis of the Daleks, that's Davros's first time you know that's his first mention so there's that's a big part of dalek history that they just sort of came up with there then with the fourth doctor now the third doctor in the serial frontier in space uh that is also when uh, the master worked in conjunction with the daleks worked together with the daleks now back to again the daleks the first uh serial with the daleks with the first doctor uh the the doctor and the companions also used a Dalek shell in order to navigate around. Um, it was uh, Chesterton, Ian Chesterton, that, that got into one um, to to navigate and hide from the Daleks and, and move about amongst them. But that time was a little more like climbing into a trash can rather than the Dalek suit, uh, high-tech suit, opening up and receiving the person. <laughs> it was very different, uh, two di- very different ways of getting into the Dalek suit. But they did both do those. Also in that that uh, serial, Barbara notes that there's no furniture around uh, on Scarrow. And that's uh, at least in the Dalek area of Scarrow. And um, that's made obvious now by Davros pointing out that the doctor was given the only other chair on Scarrow to sit in. Uh, and then once again, we have a mention of the HADS or, or Hostile Action Displacement System on the TARDIS, which is how the TARDIS survived, uh, the, the Dalek Death Ray, and that was first used, we mentioned this before, by the second Doctor in the serial The Crontons, or The Crontons, The Crotons. Um, and we have another assertion that the Doctor left Gallifrey because he was bored, and that was originally stated by the second Doctor in The War Games. And it was in Death to the Daleks, the serial Death to the Daleks, that they were. it was first revealed that the Daleks operate their suits with telepathy. And finally, the in probably the most disgusting uh, connection here, the liquefied Daleks were also seen in the serial Destiny of the Daleks by the Fourth Doctor, but that was from over-mutation. You know, they, they continue... Remember, Daleks are mutated humans, which again was mentioned in this uh, in this two-parter. Um, but uh, the, the mutation moved on to where they were uh, liquid goo, um, not from decay, as was my understanding of the implication of this episode, that even they don't die, but they just decay to liquid in the sewers. Okay... That's it. That's uh, that's what we got. Um, I thought it was a good two-parter. I, I enjoyed it. I had a I had a good time watching it. Loved all the classic connections. Uh, you know, I, I like the Daleks. We know this. I don't mind them. I understand the, the noobs and the Whovians take on on the Daleks at this point. I will never concede and yield to that. But uh, understanding uh, it to be agreeing. But uh, okay, fine. But I I enjoyed seeing them. I thought they did. Um, Good job with it. I, I, I thought the the liquid goo attacking the Daleks 
maybe in this maybe they could have come up with a better way to to uh, survive or to succeed or something um but it, it was you know it was a viable i guess reason so but anyway that, that just took it down for a little bit for me so um i'm going to give it a seven out of ten liquid daleks liquefied daleks uh go with that one since that was the last connection and as far as the creep level goes it wasn't really that creepy to me i, I give it um you know the uh, that is, I, I guess, one of the downfalls of the Daleks. We see them so often, they, they're just not not creepy like Weeping Angels or something like that. So I'll, I'll give it uh, 50 out of 100 creep levels. So that's it for me. Uh, thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right. Uh, so, Jared, the reason you didn't bring up the Sisters of Skarn when we covered the Day of the Doctor or excuse me, the night of the doctor is because we didn't cover the night of the doctor. That was in the night of the doctor, which was the prequel thing. It wasn't in the main episode. Mm. Yeah. 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 It was in the little like prequel prologue thing. Uh, so huh. it wasn't part of the main episode. So I am not at all surprised uh, that you didn't, <laughs> that you didn't do a classic who connection there. Uh, it was really cool though, that you brought it up this time because I was not aware of that. When we watched that back then, I, 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 I felt like they they were being portrayed as something we should know, but I didn't know them. So I was like, what? like what's yeah. the deal here? Um, but again, it was in this sort of – honestly, I thought maybe they were from the movie because mm. it was the Eighth Doctor. Maybe it was something yeah. from the Eighth Doctor movie. Uh, but at any rate, um, that's, uh, that's, that was them. So Jared gave it 7 out of 10 liquefied Daleks. Thanks, thanks for making me remember that. Uh, Trip, what about you? I think this was really good. I, I don't know. The Daleks are growing on me. I mean, <laughs> they used to just be annoying. Jared, it's working. They used to just be exterminate. Oh, I'm going to try and shoot you, and it's not going to work, and you're all going to get away, and someone's right. going to sacrifice themselves for so, no reason. Okay, so in other words, you take a, a terrifying enemy and talk about how invincible they are, and how undefeatable they are, except for every week when you defeat them. Yeah. And they become, like, lame. Yeah. But what you're saying is now we've pushed far enough that now we're starting to develop them. Like, we're yeah. seeing behind some of, like, their motivation and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think it was interesting, and I like that they brought back Davros. I, I don't think Davros has gotten, at least in... Um, uh, New who. who hasn't been very prominent, hasn't gotten he, He's very not been much. overused. Yeah, so definitely. This is only, I, what, the third time we've seen him? Second time? Third time? Third, maybe? I, I don't know. Yeah. But I just, I like that they brought him back, and I, I like that they're not overusing him. Right. And if he comes back, I'm going to be really annoyed, because this was, this was totally his end. Okay. Which... I like wrapping up characters and I like, I think they wrapped it up in a good way. And I like that a lot of, so like, I like really that we should have covered this earlier when we were talking about Davros, but do you like the idea that, okay. So they were definitely doing a turn with the character where like he and the doctor had a little chuckle together and Davros yeah. cried and like there was and then, ha, ha, Honesty. ha steal evil. Yeah. So, did you... I say he should have Did you? Did you believe him? I, I say he should have turned at the end. You I think did. he should have been genuine? Yes. I so, think did you that, believe him? Or did you think he was just going to... I did until he's like, oh, I'll just draw a little uh, yeah, energy. Yeah. I was like, well, no. That seems fishy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Especially when Would was, you have preferred that he... You're saying you would have preferred him to have actually turned... Yeah out to have a heart and and make a genuine connection with the doctor. Yeah, and the and doctor goes back and fixes it, which is why in the end Davros decides to not make one last stand or whatever. Cuz when he okay. goes back to like right, save him or whatever. So, uh so you think he should have genuinely turned out to have a heart and then died? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, cuz so you at you couldn't end, really keep him on. 
Uh, oh, after that, yeah. After mm-hmm. that, you, you definitely couldn't have. Um, so what's your uh, overall score there? Uh, 9 out of 10, Davros has eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 9 out of 10, Davros has eyes. Okay. I didn't like this. What? I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I don't know. I felt like we were all over the place. Like I said, we started off with like unit and I mean, the planes. I think and if you then it was Missy, crop and then out it was- most of the first episode <laughs> and then just make this a one episode maybe i it would be way i better. i wanted to see i wanted to see the actual episode that involved the planes stopping in the sky yeah um, i wanted to see the, the, conclusion the that, that whole That'd thing cool. was just like man that was a whole, whole lot of mystery yeah. box it should have just been missy showed up or something and we got a little two three minute thing and then they got whisked I mean, away and you could have spent that imagine 15 minutes something else. imagine if into the forest of the night after the first 15 minutes we find out that the reason the forest was there was because jabe from series one was trying to contact the doctor from the grave <laughs> and then the forest went away after the first 20 minutes like you know like just got rid what? of the whole episode right yeah like if yeah. this was a good start to an episode and then they just kind of but they were like no not really though davros <laughs> and the daleks like yeah yeah that was that was bizarre i think if they didn't have that have that i think it would have been better than trying to make the start of a show yeah. I, I mean i, I will say that the, the beginning the beginning beginning with colony sarf Going, yeah, retreading all the old cool. ground. All right, that was a good series opener. Yeah. But then when we get to the planes, I'm like, all right, that's intriguing. But, but it then has it didn't go in. Yeah, it it kind of, it was a lot of buildup to just say Missy's back. Like if Missy had just done the transmission thing Something, and come through the transmission, I, that would have yeah, been way better. I don't know. So I'm going to, this, this, this might be, uh, this might be harsh, but I'm going to give it six out of 10. Oh. Missy's Oof. head sticking out of a computer. <laughs> that was pretty weird. <laughs> ah. You're like, what the heck was that? Uh, <laughs> I totally especially the way like her that. head like came like full size, <laughs> but her neck and body on the screen were still the same size. <laughs> so it's like this mushroom effect. It was kind of <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, Jared gave it fifty out of a hundred creep levels. I think he meant fifty out of five hundred creep levels. Uh, Trip, what do you think? I I thought it was. Yeah, when they went down to the sewers and it's like, they don't create much that waste was, except themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, it wasn't really creepy, but it was yeah. like, yeah. So, so what's your I'm going to give it 100, you know, just a little happened and yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it 125. Um, yeah. I was going to give it 100, but then you reminded me of the sewers. Yeah. Uh, so 25 bonus points for the sewers. The first hundred of my 500 uh, creep levels is the eyeball hands. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we kept coming back to those things, by the way. Yeah, I don't it was know just why. terrifying. We kept um, coming back. And for uh, Colony Sarf. Yeah. Because that Cute. dude, when his face that slithered was apart. pretty good. That was pretty good special effects, and that was creepy as all get out. Oh, yeah. That he was just made of snakes. Yeah, what the? That's, yeah. <laughs> How do you how do you really feel about it, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the game plan uh, brings us to another two parter. We're covering episodes three and four, under the lake and before the flood. Uh, so uh, yeah, it just just so happens that we have a a double two parter series opening. As, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like being extra back in bonus, extra bonus, uh, all the way across the sky. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, we're doing that, and then we're just uh, we're just trucking along. Let me let me pull up the old uh, schedule here. Um, we are going to be doing Interstellar uh, after we do uh, kind of the midpoint of the season. So we'll do uh, three and four next week, and then we'll do episode five, episode six, uh, and then we'll do Interstellar as our uh, timey wimey. That's a that, that's a mm, fine carve out some time because that's a good long one. I, I want to say that's like a two and a half hour. Uh, deal there, mm. but uh, totally worth it, and um, it's it's got some uh, it's got some interesting stuff to say. This I think mm. I think this is one that Neil deGrasse Tyson digs on because <laughs> it does some neat stuff with with 
with time. So at any rate, um, check out uh, Under the Lake and Before the Flood in preparation for next week. Guys, as always, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Even though he's not on mic, our production editor is still the other guy, Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connections. And <laughs> my notes <laughs> my notes still say connection from that <laughs> from that episode where he only had one connection. <laughs> Shout outs as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian. At Twitter, we are at noobs Whovian. You can email us directly at noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com and consider supporting us over at noobs in the slash support. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, and share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. This is my son Trip. And I'm the new. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Be whip. Live from micro. What? Microphone Studios. Microphone Studios. It's. I I was serious. I was about to say Microsoft something or other. Live (laughs) from Microsoft Windows.